Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters. We are both in our new offices and you can see behind me if you're watching on YouTube, my beautiful background. And if you look behind PD, you see yeah. the beautiful blank yeah. wall. Yeah. No, I tried to get the setup that you have, Leah, and just I'm lower on the totem pole. So this is what I get. <laughs> it's noisy here. Those guys drilling. And I know like, we're supposed to be live in here in 48 hours. People know that, right? Like people are you know, aware. We will. We'll just <sighs> see how everything goes. But PD's been hard at work tying yes. wires, trying to hide Who's wires. Who's not here, Leah? Who's not here? Craig S. Morgan, who has not been here once so this we, entire talked, time, by the way. I built a goddamn floor. Where was Craig? Not here. I'm putting, I'm working on the TVs and Apple TVs and we got to have an Xbox. Xbox. Like how many places to work have an Xbox? I like, I don't even, anyway, so I'm hooking up the Xbox too. And where's Craig? Not here again. Do you see nope. a theme? Yep. I see a theme. theme. And so, I don't even know, like, is it hip related? Like, is hooking up an Xbox? At what point? At what? Yes. Yeah, like, I get it during the moving, the heavy lifting. But, Absolutely. like, now it's just little things. So it's like, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Little sus. Craig so, is yeah, doing this thing called doing his job and reporting. And <laughs> yeah. he's at the ice den. Sounds yes. like a complete waste of time. Just kidding. No, um, he's got to work. No, I'm Craig teasing Craig, and I know. Yeah, we have some updates um, from him a little bit later. Get the minions after me on a Wednesday. I don't need that. <laughs> but it's just going to be me and Petey today holding it down. And we're going to talk all things future, real and not real, because let's just <laughs> allow ourselves to dream. Um, and if you have The Athletic, you might have seen a few weeks ago, Corey Promen, who we've had on our show, who is extremely well-respected and well-researched and goes and watches prospects. <laughs> And is out seeing players. So he has full knowledge. Like we trust Corey Promen. We don't have analysis of players like Corey Promen does of prospects. So Corey Promen ranked all 32 NHL teams, prospects, pipe or teams, pipelines. Um, and the Coyotes were ranked 11th in the NHL, which is, you know, good top third, but not top 10, which for a team that's in a rebuild, and looking toward the future and you're building with prospects and picks, maybe you want them to be a little higher. Not sure how you felt about 11th, if you were happy or not with that PD. Um, 
and we'll dive more into what he said about the Coyotes in a second, but what were your initial reactions to the 11th place ranking? Well, first, the reason we're talking about the future today is the rookies actually are arriving into Arizona next week, and they're heading over to San Jose for the tournament by the weekend next weekend. So it's time to think future. When you see the original list, and I think everybody in sports, you want to see your team number one. I think that's just natural. That's what you want. Whatever it is, you want to be first in. Um, In prospect pools, am I surprised where the Coyotes fell in? After looking at how he rated these players and how they came up with the rankings, no. And, And I'll tell you why. Because when you had to look at Corey Promen's list, it's 23 and under. Well, it's under 23. It's not 23 and under. You have to be 22 when the season starts this year. So the teams that you're going to see on the top of that list, teams like Buffalo, Detroit, New Jersey, Anaheim, all of those teams hit really well on the draft three and four years ago. So those players are playing in the league, and that's why they're so high on the list. And so for Arizona to be higher on that list, players like – Victor Soderstrom and Barrett Hayton needed to be higher on the list. So am I surprised where they fell? No. And we'll get into more of individual players across all of these teams as we go on. But honestly, it's it's where this team belongs, but that's okay. I mean, if you're in the top third of the league on the future prospects, one, it's got room to grow. Some of these players have a lot of room, and we'll get to the players. They've got room to grow, so you've got room to move up. But if you're in the top third, I think that shows that you've got a, a pool of players, either through recent drafts or from three and four years ago, that could be potential NHL players. Yeah, and like room to grow, like you said, in 2021, the Coyotes were ranked 14th. So they've moved up three spots. Hopefully, they'll move up again next year. Hopefully, they'll have high picks in this upcoming draft in 2023 and that will move them higher and higher so they can be among those teams at the top of the list like you said the buffalo sabers i'm sure sean is i know sean deposits <laughs> very thrilled about that but let's dive into his ranking a little bit more um he ranked the the players in the pool the prospect pool like pd said 22 and under um and just to run through the top 10 really quick um, at number one, Logan Cooley, not too big of a surprise. Um, at number two, you got Dylan Gunther. I think we have this on a graphic as well, so you can see the whole list. Number three, Barrett Hayton, which, you know, good to see him still high on that list. He's been, he played a full season, so it, see, it feels like he's more of a everyday player now than just a prospect, but he's still a prospect. Um, at number four, Connor Geeky. At five, Giannis Mosier, which was Really exciting for me to see his name on there. And he's even ahead of Victor Soderstrom, who has been kind of touted as the top defensive prospect for a long long time, but we saw what Mosier did last season. Number seven, Jan Yannick. We've been seeing stuff from him lately, which is exciting. Jack McBain, a, a late-in-the-season addition. And then Maverick Lamoureux, this year's draft pick. And Julian Letts, another draft pick from this year. That's the top 10. Um, Prime lists more, so you can go keep going down the list. Um, but those are the top 10. PD, were you surprised by the order at all? For me, like I said, the Mosier at five was big. Any other standouts for you? Yeah, well, there's a couple things here. And this is, again, where we talk about why the Coyotes are at 11th. When you look at Buffalo, they got Rasmus Dahlin, played games in the league. You go to Detroit, and you got Rookie of the Year, Calder winner, Mo Sider, Maritz Sider at one, Jack Hughes in New Jersey, Trevor Zegers in Anaheim. There are 
those teams' number one player. And that's why those teams are higher on the list because those players are playing in the league. And again, the thing you're seeing on those is guys picked first overall. And that really helps your your development in your prospect pool when you have guys getting picked first overall. So for the Coyotes to see Logan Cooley as their number one prospect under the age of 23, what that does to me is two things. One, it shows Logan Cooley's ceiling. It's good. He's a high-end prospect. We've talked about his skill level, and we've got a lot of promise for the future on Logan Cooley. But the second thing it does, it also shows you Barrett Hayton not being in that number one spot. As a uh, 2018 draft pick, he's fifth overall in 2018. You would think at this, as last year eligible to be on this list, that you would like to see him on that number one spot, that you'd like to see him in that top six role uh, in the NHL putting up points. You would like to see probably a little bit more out of Barrett Hayton. But this is where he belongs. And we talked about his injuries that he's had through the first few years of his career and his inability to have consistent play. Every time he looks like he's going to reach that precipice, he gets hurt again. And so that's been the knock on him. And we talk about the two defensemen. We talk about J.J. Moser and Victor Soderstrom. It's interesting. Like J.J. Moser was solid last year. Like He came a long way last year. And, and I took huge strides for him in the National Hockey League last year. He's a guy that's going to battle to make this team. Victor Soderstrom. When you look at Victor, he's a 2019 draft pick, never caught stride. And you, you talk about developing prospects. The one thing I'd be concerned about from the Soderstrom camp is he's a John Chica draft pick. And it, it's not that you don't develop your own draft picks, but Mosier, he he is with the current regime, the current scouts, the current GM had a part in drafting J.J. Mosier. So does that give him a leg up on where his development is? I, I don't know, maybe. But Soderstrom never reached the offensive potential that you wanted him to reach in his first few years in the American League. Now, is this the year that he breaks out? I think the Coyotes are hoping so. But right now, if you have to go head-to-head Mosier or Soderstrom, for me right now, Mosier's Mosier's got the slight advantage. This is a huge year. And he's proven. He's more proven than Soderstrom in that regard. For sure. And that's why this year is such a big year for Soderstrom. He has to play well. He's going to need to have a really good training camp. And he, I I don't know if there's a spot for Victor Soderstrom on the team when this, when this season starts, he is going to have to show that offensive spark that they had when he was drafted and and what got him drafted so high. Um, It's a huge year for Victor Soderstrom. Yeah. A few other things about the list that's interesting to me, um, and I haven't looked at the top 10 teams and you, it sounds like you have, but um, Corey Promen puts what their tier as a player is. And for both Cooley and Gunther, it's top tier. And with Cooley being a borderline NHL all-star player, then this is obviously projection. Like who knows? We uh, Players can either exceed or go below expectations. But for Corey Promen is, you know, very well researched, like we said. So the top two in the list are top tier. Everybody else on the list, middle of the lineup player. which is interesting. So maybe that's another thing that's putting the Coyotes just outside of that top 10. If the Coyotes get a Bedard or a Fantilli in 2023, you get more of those top end of the lineup players because the Coyotes are doing a good job of building out their future, but you can't have a roster that's only middle of the lineup players. You need top line players. And this isn't the NBA where, you know, you need five all-stars on your lineup to make an impact. Hockey is not like that. But you need the mix of superstars and middle lineup players and fourth line players. And so that was an interesting thing for me. A year from now, Leah, this is going to be really interesting because a lot of these players are going back to junior. 
and they're going to have to have a great breakout season in June. You look at Gunther as a player at number two on the Coyotes list. Dylan Gunther, not sure where he's going to play next year. Like in his mind, it's September, and he's got to be thinking Coyotes right now. Now, is Coyotes management thinking he's going back to junior? Time will tell. Like, and, and I still think we talk about overbaking players. So you'd like to see him go back to junior, but does he? Does he have a great camp? So a year from now, do these players take a step forward? Does Mosier take a step forward? And then e- even younger players, like you look at down the list, like Maverick Lamru, the biggest guy in the draft last year as a defenseman, going back to the queue. Can he develop his skating and his, you know, his strength? Can he keep up with his size? Like all of those things it could be a huge year for him. But even lower in the list, you've got two players that played in Tucson. At 12 and 13 last year, you got Matias Michelli and Vladislav Kolyachonok. Two guys that played in Tucson, both got a taste in the NHL. Where do they fit this year? Matias Michelli, I tell you, when he was up, there were glimpses of a really high-end offensive player that could get pucks to uh, to players. He could make play make plays, look solid, look like an NHL player. But that was, again, hard to keep that consistency for him. I anticipate Michelli starting off in Tucson. I'm sure Matias Michelli thinks he's starting off here or hopes to start off here. Kolia Chonuk, man, they got a lot of experienced defensemen this year. They picked up, you know, three or four guys that are veteran NHLers to fill out that roster. I, I don't see Vladislav Kolia Chonuk starting the season with the Arizona Coyotes. And that's, you know, same thing with Jack McBain, who got a taste at the end of the year. He came in at number eight on Corey Promen's list of Coyote prospects. Um, he comes in at eighth. He played great in a few games last year. He's a big guy that can get to that. On this list, Leah, he's a guy that might slot into the number four center spot. He might just because of his size and ability to get to that. And he's a little bit older because he played in college. So on this list of guys that might actually make this club, you know, Logan Cooley's going to college. Dylan Gunther may go back to junior. Barrett Hayton's going to make the team. Connor Geeky at four. Back to junior. J.J. Mosier has got a chance. So for me, it's Mosier and McBain on this list of 13 of guys that aren't even on the team yet, like Hayton, that have a chance of making it. But it's another year of development for all these guys that, that can get them higher on the list next season. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing, like you said, at looking at those top lists, a lot of those players on the list are roster players. There's nobody in this 13 besides Barrett Hayton, like we just said, that we feel 100% confident that they're starting on the Coyotes roster this season but we saw what happened last season with all the injuries and all the movement and a lot more players than we expected had the opportunity to come up from Tucson and play on the big club so we'll see what happens um the only ones we we didn't mention um on the top 13 was Ilya Fedotov a right winger um, projected to play in NHL games according to Promen so he was there on that list? I feel like we haven't heard as much about or talked as much about him, I guess. And he's another guy that's going back to Russia next year. He's a guy, I think they like his development path. Um, Fedotov's a guy that, that I don't think you're really going to know what you have in him until he comes to North America, but he's slotted to go back and play in Russia again next season. So he's a guy that's at least a year away. Um, I think we'll keep our eyes on him from afar this season, but he's a guy that's not going to be on the Coyotes' radar at least for the next season. And then there were some other players on this list that weren't numbered, but just these are other players in the system who have the opportunity or the chance or projected to play NHL games at some point. Obviously, Josh Stone, we talk about him all the time. Artem Duda, he was a second round pick in this year's draft in the 2022 draft. John Farinacci, we've talked about him before as well. Um, He was a 76 overall pick in 2019. Liam Kirk, 
we've had him on the show. Um, he was a 2018 draft, 189th overall. He had an unfortunate injury last season in Tucson. So hopefully he'll get back this year and kind of get some conditioning in Tucson and maybe he'll have the opportunity to come up this year. Jeremy Langlois, he was a 94th overall pick in this year's draft. Sam Lipkin, Craig has done reporting on him and talked about him a ton. A 223rd overall pick in 2021, but someone who's been exciting. Um, and then Miko Matika, another pick from this year. And Ben McCartney, we've talked about Ben McCartney. We saw did, we saw Ben McCartney in an NHL game this year, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yes. So, you know, there's some interesting players on this list for sure. Just yeah. other players to keep on your radar. And unfortunately, the way things work out, I, like not every draft pick pans out. And we talk about late round picks hitting like Connor Garland is the golden example of that. But it's harder for those back of the draft picks to make it as a regular everyday NHL player. But, you know, there's some potential on this list, I think. Yeah, when you look at the list, there's a couple names for me. And Josh Doan won because we see him here. He's local. Like we get to see him at ASU. And I think his development in his first year of ASU propelled him to to put on the, the C on his jersey as the captain of the ASU Sun Devils this season. So we see his development path. And he's a guy that we're going to keep a close eye on this season. One, I think they have a good team. Two, his development path is it's skyrocketing here. I mean, his stock and is the number one freshman score in the NCAA last season. We'll see where his career goes. He's a guy that we will obviously on this show, keep an eye on, but down the list, John Farinacci for me is another guy's captain of the Harvard hockey team. Be interesting. I, I, we're going to talk about him and see how he fits in the pro game. I don't know. And the fear with John Farinacci is does he go through and, and finish his career at Harvard, play four years, graduate and become a free agent. I, I keep an eye on that with, with Farinacci. Um, Liam Kirk, I think with Liam Kirk, just thrilled to be a professional hockey player. I know that Eddie dreams of being in the National Hockey League and everybody wants to be in the NHL. Uh, and Liam would love to play here. He works he works incredibly hard and his work ethic got him to play in North America at the AHL level. He is a good player in the, in the American League. I think he's a good leader. I think he leads by example and does things the right way. He's a guy that's going to be in the American League. Um, I, I don't know what his ceiling is, but he's an American League player right now. And I, I wouldn't take anything away from this kid because of how hard he works, but he's a guy that I think is going to have to get a couple of breaks to make it into the NHL. The other two guys on this list of others is Sam Lipkin. He's a guy that played in Chicago, um, Chicago Steel and the USHL. Keep an eye on him. They're really high on him as a lower level um, prospect. He's a guy that, you know, might make it, but he's still young. I mean, it, this this is a year or two away. And they, my favorite guy on the others list is Ben McCartney. He's a guy that works incredibly hard. Seventh round draft pick. You never make the NHL from the seventh round. Well, guess what? He did. And he's played games already. So his work ethic is second to none. He goes into the corners. He plays in the hard areas. He gets to the net. He's a fun guy to root for, um, extremely well-liked in the locker room. So on the others list, I would say Josh Stone and Ben McCartney are two guys that, that stand out for me as guys for the future um, could be a part of this Arizona Coyote hockey team. Absolutely. So that's the list of players overall. Um, just for some reference, the 1 through 10 on this list. So this is the best pipelines in the NHL, according to Corey Promen. Number one, Buffalo. Two, Detroit. Three, New Jersey, four, Anaheim, five, Ottawa, six, Carolina, seven, Montreal, eight, Minnesota, nine, Rangers, and 10, Kings. And then scrolling down the list to the back, these are the teams with the worst pipelines. 32, you got the Boston Bruins, which is tough <laughs> because the other teams that 
the uh, at the bottom are here Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, and St. Louis. And what do those three have in common? They've won Stanley Cups in the last seven years. Boston hasn't won a Stanley Cup in 11 years, and they're at the bottom here. So you expect teams like Tampa and Pittsburgh and St. Louis to be down there, but I don't know. Boston, little surprising. And we got Calgary, the Islanders, the Golden Knights, the Panthers down at the bottom. So really interesting to see how all the other teams fell on this list. Yeah, it is. No, it is, but we <laughs> talked about it before. I didn't know if you're, I, 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 never mind. I'm just not paying attention. I'm just looking out the window. Anyway, you, the top end teams on that list all have things in common. We talked about guys that, there are teams that have struggled like Buffalo, Detroit, New Jersey, Anaheim. Teams that have struggled, they have high picks and they have guys that are high picks that are playing in the league. You look at New Jersey with Jack Hughes, Luke Hughes, and Nemich from this season. They're all guys that are picked in the top four. You know, Anaheim was Zegris, Mason McTavish, who was three in last year's draft, Jamie Drysdale, all guys, again, top 10. You have to have that, and you've got to hit on those guys to make the high end on this list. Now, what happens on these other teams? You talked about it already. You talk about Tampa. You talk about teams that have won. You lose draft picks. You've, you've traded them away for the future. And if you do get the picks, you pick really late in those rounds. You're picking 30th, 31st, 32nd, year after year after year. So part of the punishment of having great seasons year after year as you end up lower on this list. A couple that surprised me. Boston did surprise me. Boston being dead last. And what happens when you do that? You missed. You missed on draft picks over the last four years. Guys that didn't make it and didn't make it as high as you anticipated them to make it. When you look at Tampa, yeah, you get it. They won a cup and you have no picks. Colorado this year didn't have a pick till the sixth round. So for Colorado to be 23rd, and not have a pick in the in the first six rounds of a draft, that's absolutely phenomenal. But the reason they get pumped up so high is because they have those high picks that were picked earlier. You look at Bo Byram and you got Alex Newhook. So you've got guys under 23 that are elite players already in this league, and that helps propel you. So I think you need to hit on these. There's some that are concerning to me. Vegas is concerning to me. They've traded their future away for Jack Eichel. And you took it. Krebs, Krebs has become... Uh, you know, a high prospect in Buffalo's system. He's top 10 in the Buffalo um, picks. I think he was third in, in the Buffalo prospects. Well, Vegas doesn't have any right now. They traded them all to win now. Uh, and the other one interesting to me, when you talk about around the NHL is the Toronto Maple Leafs, who, who you know, they're just uh, below the halfway mark, but their number one prospect in their system is Matty Nice from Arizona. So it's another guy to keep an eye on if you're, if you're an Arizona hockey fan or if you're a Toronto Maple Leaf fan to see a, a Scottsdale kid on the top of the Toronto's prospect list. And the last team I want to mention in the NHL is Seattle. New to the league. They come exactly in the middle. They're at 15th. And you kind of feel sorry for them on this list because they've only had two drafts. And so you don't have a stockpile of guys. You don't have guys that are drafted three, four years ago. So them picking up Shane Wright in this year's draft really helped push them. Last year, they were much lower. They were in the low 20s last year. They might even have been lower than that. And this to push them up to 15th, all because they get Shane Wright drop into number three. And I think that's a team that as years go by, this team's going to take a big jump next year, would be my guess. That Seattle, another year of drafting behind him, and you watch what their top prospects are going to do this season. I would anticipate Seattle to move up in the list next year. And I expect the Coyotes to move up in the list too. Yep, me too. Uh, Shane Wright dropping to number four. Just a slight correction. Unbelievable. What did I say? Three. Wow. 
I mean, he did drop to three, technically. He did drop to three. And then he dropped to four. I was there, but I was at Four Peaks, and I was already (laughs) drinking. Oh, my God. Well, speaking of Four Peaks, we got a great event coming up this weekend on Saturday, and Sean will be there, by the way. Um, This Saturday at 3.30, the ASU watch party as the Sun Devils take on Oh, and Shane will be there. He's next to me. Very upset I did not mention him. I'm sorry. Um, the Sun Devils are taking on Oklahoma State. Enjoy food and drink specials and one heck of a good time. He's really upset on a massive screen. Check out our link below in the show notes, show notes to sign up for free. You must be 21 or older to enjoy Four Peaks and enjoy responsibly. You don't have to be 21 or older to come to Four Peaks. There's plenty of food and good company as well. There's going to be a big screen to watch the game. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm probably going to stop by. So come hang out at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub this Saturday at 3.30 for the ASU football game. No ID required for chicken tendies. Nope. So just throwing that out there. Money on the Money. chicken tendies. So let's go Money. ASU Sun Devils, the 1-0 undefeated ASU. Yep. Well, like we said, Craig is at the Ice Den. Um, so he's been sending in some little tidbit updates. So I'm just going to read the little list he sent me. Um, this is from Craig. Uh, Jacob Chirkin is in town and he's doing rehab work. There you go for that one. Andrew Ladd has been hanging around but not skating with the group. Think about what you will with that. Nick Bukestad and Josh Brown have arrived and then also still here, not on the Coyotes roster, but um, Brad Richardson, Jason Demers, and Phil Kessel still in the Valley, still skating <clears throat> around. So any... um. Highlights from that. I think it's interesting that Andrew Ladd is around but not skating. So, it, like, do you think he's made his decision yet? What's I, I don't know. Like, I, I think somebody's got to know what's going on there. I mean, the, the training camp's starting in a couple of weeks. Like, hey, guys have to be aware of what, what their challenges are. And I don't know if it's going to come down to can he physically play. I, I think that's going to be the biggest decision for him. He's got to want to play. I mean, all the hard work he put into getting back into the league and his ability to to play more games than I ever gave him credit for uh, or, or planned on him making last year. I was incredibly impressed with his season. So we'll see. Um, definitely, I'm surprised he's back around the guys. But the other one that's surprising to me was Jacob Chikrin because he has been noticeably absent from all of these workouts and skates yeah. up to this point because of all of the rumors going on. I'm not surprised that he's stayed away and trained on his own, but n- interesting that he's back i mean uh, that he's got to be because guess what you're not traded yet and you still play here so I, it's time for everybody to get back the other one and i said this surprised me last year or last week i don't get it and maybe i'm not that smart we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> but why, why arizona like why is everybody so flocking? hot <laughs> it is we're in record heat and all of these nhl players like we talked about matthews marner kessel like all of you they don't have to be here and yet they choose to be here. I, I, that's um, just absolutely amazing to Something me. Something to that. I think we talk about the Ice Den facility is fantastic, but I will give a shout out to my good friend Stan Wilson. And I know he hates when I talk about him on TV. But when you talk about the, the staff and the people around this franchise, that they know how to do things the NHL way. And I think that that helps too. So everything is first class whenever those guys are involved. So I am... Um, yeah, I wouldn't be here if I didn't have to be at 109 or 12 or whatever the <laughs> hell it is. Isn't uncle like uncle on that? But yeah, it's it, Brad Richardson. There's some guys that that are still fighting for jobs out there. I mean, I know Jason Demers went over to Russia last year, so we'll see what his future holds. And uh, um, I don't know. Maybe we'll swing by the ice stand after this today and see who's still there. We'll see. Yep, um, hockey's literally just around the corner. We got rookie camp beginning next Wednesday, September 14th, which we'll talk more about that 
next week. Um, and then the rookie camp games will be in San Jose this year, September 16th, 17th, and then 19th. And then veteran training camp technically starts September 21st. That's media day. So they won't be on the ice yet. The first on ice session will be Thursday, September 22nd. So, I mean, it's here. It's around. Hockey so is wait, around the corner. They, they, they are on the ice the 22nd. Yep. Is that right? Veteran oh. training camp. But yet we will be three days later. We will, won't we be at a game? Yep. Sunday, September 25th, the Coyotes play the Ducks in Tucson and the Tucson That Arena. amazes me. These, these training camps, what they used to be back when I was around, you were talking about back in the you know late 90s and early 2000s. Here's Derek coming in to do some more heavy lifting work. Craig, where are you? Um, <laughs> so back, back in those days, training camp was incredibly long. And you would go 10 days before you played a game. And now it's three days you're up and running. You've barely skated. You've barely got through your teammates. So back in those days, you didn't come in in shape. You came in a little bit overweight and maybe not quite ready to play. And you took those 10 days to get in shape. And there were no rules on how long you stayed at the rink that you could do two a day practices. You could do, like you'd literally be at the rink all day, skate, work out, skate again. Now, <laughs> thanks to the CBA, they have a maximum three hours at the rink. It's a three-hour rule, those first five days. Three hours, that's it, three hours, and I got to go home. The second I walk in and have a scheduled event, I got to be out the door in three hours. So that no more two-a-days. The difference, guys come in in shape. Yeah, this is the, mo- this is the most in shape they'll be all season. 100% agree. Like these guys are ready to play tomorrow between nutrition, their own the private workout guys, their team workout stuff. These guys, day one of training camp, they're ready to play. And this, it's a big difference from what happened, you know, 15, 20 years ago on how, how guys prepared for training camp. So not surprised they're playing three game, three a game, three days later. I will say this just from experience, that first game in Tucson, which we will be. It's at. not the first game. It isn't. Nope. The first game is the 24th. Oh, it's the day before. So yeah. that that's three days. So that is the third yeah. day, and then Tucson's the fourth yeah. day. Okay, so still, those early games are incredibly sloppy <laughs> because, and, yeah. and naturally, so these guys haven't had a chance to work on their new systems, their teammates, and and guys are getting slotted in. Oh, that's why you playing. play preseason yes. games, though. Hundred percent. But why. they don't have when you go to watch these weights. in Tucson, and I, I hope everyone does go watch in Tucson because what you do get to see is you get to see those individual performances, and that's what yeah. we're going to go be looking for is is who stands out on an individual performance level, yeah. and also mini donuts. Just always, of course, elite. Um, and I also meant they don't carry weight in terms of uh, the standings or anything, but no, they carry but they some, do carry weight. Indivi- yeah, they do carry weight. <laughs> yeah, I want to make that clear. <laughs> you know, but that's that's a guy like Ben McCartney. You 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 just have to get noticed. You have to get it's noticed. In you your, have to it's do in something. the players' hands. Like, yep, you have it, to do something. They have to. They can do it. Like a, a coaching staff or management can go in and saying, you know, they'll probably, you know, Dylan Gunther will probably go back to June. But what if Dylan Gunther? has the best training camp anyone's ever seen. It's like, you can't say no to him for making the, t- you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, we saw him Barry Hayton last year. Yeah. The right? players have the opportunity to it's in their hands. And Barrett Heaton last year had a great training camp, but then it gets hurt. Like he was a guy that we said, I, I'm guilty of that in September and leading up to opening night, I said, Barrett Heaton's going to go to the American league. I said, he needs all year in the American league. I said it over and over again. Cause unbelievable training camp. And you say, oh, he's got to make the team. You have to because you can't send him down. He's done it on performance, but then he gets hurt and he doesn't. And I, this is way before your time. But there's a player here, Dan Winnick, that that 
this is back when Wayne Gretzky was the coach and they had three teams, team A, team B, team C. And if you're on team C, you didn't even practice with the NHL coaching staff. You weren't even on the ice with the NHL players. You were team C. And Dan Winnick on day one of training camp, Dan Winnick was on team C. And by opening night, Dan Winnick's on the roster because he earned his way in. So it's absolutely possible to make a team out of training camp and not being on the radar on day one and making the team at the end of the camp. So it's something to keep our eye on. And, and I know Craig will be there every day. I don't know if, are they going to let us in and watch training camp later? We'll are we find out. Be able to go? We'll find out. Because it's going to, I'm assuming, oh no, they'll probably be skating at the ice stand for training camp. Yeah. So yep. I was going to say if it's in Tempe, it's sign around here somewhere. I know, right? right? Well, if you want to, with hockey season right around the corner, you can start getting your tickets and I implore you to check out game time it's the best place to get tickets it's the hottest new ticketing site it makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports concerts and shows you can save up to 60 percent on tickets when you buy tickets last minute it's great for you procrastinators out there that's definitely me it's more so that i'm just really indecisive and then i end up procrastinating Um, if you love phnx then you'll love game time the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description you know, we talked a lot about tickets to game to Coyotes games at Mullet Arena this year and how it's going to be a tough ticket, but there's going to be tickets on game time. So be sure to check it out today. All right. We promised that we would spin the wheel of fantasy. We haven't done so in many months, but the wheel made the move. It's missing one thing that's in my car. I meant to bring it in. That's completely my bad. <laughs> that little spoke? Yeah, the little spoke. It's in my car. I forgot to bring it in. Clearly, today. we haven't. And this is where we're at in the, this is the basketball. Yeah, no, this isn't, this isn't up to date and it's because we don't have them pre-written out. We're like, we're going to come up with them on the spot. If you're watching live right now on the YouTube channel, comment your wheel of fantasy scenario. We'll read them. And if you're watching on Twitter right now, head over to YouTube so you can comment live. Um, But PD, just for the, yeah, spin the wheel so we can hear it. Where's the ASMR? Oh, God. Oh my God. (laughs) That was aggressive. We got to fix this thing. (laughs) Look at okay. it. It's, it's pretty the... rackety in the move. We got to work yeah, on that. PD needs to. He already. Has I'm blaming the basketball pit. guys. The Sun Show. I'm yeah. blaming them because they use it last. <laughs> there, All right. it's fixed. Well, so I'm we're spinning s- the wheel of fantasy early. Early, because let's just we're talking about the future. We're talking about things working out great. The Coyotes eventually being having the number one pipeline in the NHL, eventually winning. So the season's not going to be super fun like last season. And these are some that we had already come up with before the show. So here's my wheel of fantasy. Who's we? Oh. I didn't do anything. So Craig. just to clarify. Okay. Okay. All right. Here's one. Jacob Chikrin, who we just talked about, recaptures his goal scoring magic and breaks Oliver Ekman Larson's goal scoring record and brings in a massive haul at the NHL trade deadline. Wow. And this rolls we- into the next one. It uh you get another the Coyotes win the lottery and draft Connor Bedard first and Adam Fantilli third with the unprotected first round pick they got for Jacob Chikrin. <laughs> wow. And so in the fantasy world, Jacob Chikrin this year has put up 23 goals. Unbelievable by a defenseman <laughs> at this point in the season. He's back to his rare form. His one time around the power play. They put him on the top. Goss's pair has been relegated to the second power play. Jacob Chikrin has been absolute fire. Uh, he can play in the bumper role. He can play on the top of the point. He has been elite. One of the top defensemen in the league this year and because of that we've said he's got to play good to get out he did exactly that and the haul for Jacob Chickman is absolutely ridiculous but 
We talked about the patience of Bill Armstrong, and here it's paid off. And now as we fast forward to draft day of 2023, the Coyotes now are picking first and third, finished last, and the Chikrin. What? About damn time the hockey guides paid off. And the Shane Gossespierre and Nick Ritchie trades also earned the Coyotes' first-round picks, one in 2023 and one in 2024. So not only are the Coyotes picking one in three in 2023, they're picking another time for in the first round, and they have an extra first-round pick in 2024. I tell you what, Leah, what GM Bill Armstrong has continued to do and build up draft picks in this fantasy world year after year after year. He just picked up the first-round pick in 2032 in a most recent trade. So he, we've got first round picks stacked up for the next 12 years on this team. GM Bill Armstrong's done amazing things. And I tell you what, I cannot wait for the Nashville. We're going to be sitting on Broadway in Nashville <laughs> watching the first and third pick of next year's draft. Now that is a, that's a fantasy. Um, this is an amazing segment because I think all of these fantasies could actually have, well, no, they can't. Let's kid ourselves. A, we can dream. Can Jacob Chicken really be here this long? We'll see. That's a fantasy, but I, let's hope he gets back to where he was. What is, is that? Is that it for the fantasy? I like the fantasy. No, I oh, there's more. more. Here's one. <laughs> okay. Barrett Hayton, and this kind of goes back to his projection on Corey sure. Barrett Hayton emerges as a top six center. This so we're 15 games into the season. And this is exactly what we thought uh, out of uh, Barrett Hayton from the time he was drafted number five. We expected him to be a top centerman. His playmaking building through 15 games, he's got 19 assists through 15 games, most of them on the power play. And his ability to find players through that seam and make that pass absolutely elite. This is what this team has expected out of Barrett Hayton when he was drafted at five by John Chaika, and he has been electric. He has top 10 in the NHL in assists through 15 games and he has solidified himself as the number two center on this Arizona Coyote hockey club. Petey, your ability to just run with these, like no, no planning involved. I haven't read the show notes either. So I'm sorry. Okay. Here's the, here's another one. Clayton Keller tops 80 points this season. Do you think that could happen? <sighs> I mean, yeah, I, I, ooh, 80's a lot for, yeah, I do. If he can stay healthy. So where, where are we going with it? Ah, here we are. We're, we're at game 82. Clayton Keller sitting at 79 points. Oh, He's been on a 14 game <laughs> point streak with Nick Schmaltz and Travis Boyd. They become one of the dang, most dangerous lines in all of hockey. <laughs> <laughs> in all of the National Hockey League, Clayton Keller has uh, he's on a 14-game uh, goal-scoring streak. He's on a 19-game point streak at the coming of the end of the season. Absolutely phenomenal. It's his third trip to the All-Star game this year. Um, I tell you what, this is everything you expected out of Clayton Keller from the beginning of his career when you saw him play at the NDP for Team USA. He has been absolutely electric. Every time he touches the ice, he's a threat to score. Teams know he's, he's out there. They're looking for him, and he still finds the opening, finds the holes. And the other thing he's done this year that he's been unable to do in previous years, he can get to the interior better than he has in years past. He can walk the top of the circle and find that area between the hash marks that he wasn't able to find in years past. And that's why he's on the precipice of an 80-point season. He's been absolutely elite, and this is why he got that big pot of money when John Chaika signed him to that long-term contract. Wow, that was wonderful. Um, I'm going to read a couple from the chat. From the Watts, we have 2023 first overall pick and 2026 cup finalists 
Ooh, that's an early one. That's kind of going. Oh boy, they got to get those guys on the ice quick. Then let's go. They got to draft yeah. them quick okay. and get them going. Here's Sean's submission. Arizona Coyotes and Buffalo Sabers blow expectations out of the water, and me in the 2023 Stanley Cup Game wow. Seven in the moment. Electric. Keller scores his hat trick goal in the third overtime wow. to lock up the Conspites and win the Stanley. I did, all I gotta say for Sean, does OG still sponsor the SU show? <laughs> early. It's what? It's eleven in the morning. Can you go? He's, he's hitting the gummies early because that's aggressive. I like it. Sabers and Coyotes. Edie, you should you should know me. I am sober and still. Sean, I just can't believe you had the Coyotes winning the cup instead of the Sabres. I'm a Coyotes fan first. Look, you haven't seen me wearing any Sabres stuff. I know. But if you get that, would you be all about that? Sabres, Yotes, Stanley Cup final. You're all in. What would you do, Sean? I would be, well, I mean, it would be nice because I would win automatically, A. And B, it would be probably the most conflicted I've ever been in my entire life. (laughs) Um, But it's fine because the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. And so I'll take the the, the Yotes Stanley Cup. I I know. I saw you picked the, the, you got the Bills winning the Super Bowl this year. I think you're not too far away from the Eastern Conference, Buffalo Sabres and the Western Cup. Well, if they're still in the West by then, they might be in the East by then. Who knows? (laughs) The Coyotes. Yeah, the Coyotes. Yeah. Buddy, by 2026, they're in the East. (laughs) But that, maybe not 2023, Maybe 2029, a, a Sabre-Yotes Stanley Cup final. Don't laugh. Hey, why not us? All right. I love it, Sean. Um, and I have to read this one from Robert. It's freaking hilarious. Fantasy Wheel, positive arena news before Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, yeah. TikTok, Robert, TikTok. slow down. <laughs> We're yeah. trying to be a little more realistic than that. <laughs> of all the things we said, this is probably the least <laughs> likely to occur. Keller, the Stanley Cup, the chicken. Yeah, all that's going to happen before uh, the Halloween. picking first and third. Good Lord. Oh, what would we do God. if the actual arena gets done and resolved? Like, what are we going to talk about? Like, I think that's it might be a conspiracy. We can theory. talk about us. It. No, we can talk about uh, our the features we'd want to see in the arena. That's what I would want. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. We'll manifest I'm all that. about it. Okay. We'll manifest that. Well, thank you, everybody, for commenting um, your ideas. That was fun. We need to do that more often. It just adds a little bit of levity, um, especially as we stare down 82 games of another losing season. Um, so. Thank you. We'll be, we'll break out the wheel of fantasy again after PD repairs it. PD's been yes. hard at work here in the studio. He's been, I don't know. I know I'm working on next. Wires literally right, right after this. No, yep. no, I got Apple he, TV he, he, hook up. Yeah, he's That's he's next. literally fit. he's done so much here in the office. Um, and PD, when you need a break, you can sit down in the nice right leather rec- in the nice leather recliner, which is really nice. Yeah, they're right in the section he's working on. We got tons of new furniture in our office. It's so nice. I can't wait for everybody to see it. We're so excited for you to all check out how our friends at More Furniture hooked our entire office up. New studio, new furniture, the whole nine yards. Check them out at morefurniture.com so you can uh, get your house redecorated just as nice as our office is. Still, there's a lot going on today. There's drills everywhere. There's drilling everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I'm waiting for it every day to come in the door and have stuff be done. And I get here and it's right where it was when I left. Like, I don't know what the hell you guys do when I leave, but it sure as hell ain't putting shit together. Well, I'm like working full days doing like all the shows. Just saying. I know you guys actually have to work. Thanks, More Furniture. (laughs) That's more, M-O-R, furniture.com. M-O-R, 
more. And uh, while you're checking out more furniture, be sure to check out gophnx.com. Become a member, sign up for an annual membership, get a shirt from the locker when you do. If you want to try the first month, just 50 cents, you can do month to month. Either way, you can join our members only Discord. There's lots of speculation in there this week about arena news. Um, So we've been chatting in there about that this week. But join the members only Discord. It's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun talking in there every single day. So become a member. Craig has great articles all the time. He showed us his plan for all his stories for the next month or so. Lots of great stuff coming. Craig might be like, I'm a very organized planning person, but Craig might be more so. Yeah, it, uh, moderately ridiculous right now. Like we're playing through October fifteenth, and yeah. I'm not joking. He literally has a plan through. Like there's games included on that. That's me. So we planned through October fifteenth, but we didn't plan for today. How does that? Happen? <laughs> <laughs> wow. How did that happen? Just saying. Oh my gosh! Just and we have a lot of exciting guests next week. I won't give it away yet, but we have a lot of guests next we week. We do. So. And I'm not being funny. Oh my gosh! You clearly <laughs> don't. I this don't, is you guys, for, when you he guys does text, not read the group chat. He does not read you guys the group keep chat. Going, it just it gets long, and I'm doing stuff. It gets long because you're not reading it. Yeah. So we got guests. <laughs> I'll check it out after. But Craig's actually writing stuff now, so I know that's why he's at the ice den. He's got written cool written stuff coming up, and I don't know if can we tell what he's writing about. Did he talk about Connor Timmons? Yep, he's mentioned that he's going to... Yeah, so I'm excited to... And Connor Timmons is a guy that we've left off a lot well, of our list. He's, it's he's like too you, old for this you list. forget about you him because he was out of so much of last season. And you see him as being one of those top right-handed defensemen out of the Colorado Avalanche organization, and you see how deep they are at defense. You see how they were able to let him go and how high they thought of him. And unfortunately, the Coyotes fans just didn't get to see him because of his injury. So this year... He's kind of the forgotten guy, so he needs to have a, a huge training camp to see what Connor Timmons has to. Can he crack that top six? And I think the expectations were last year that he was going to be. He was going to be a number of probably top four guy coming into last season, and then his injury knocks him out for the year. So I'm I'm excited to read the article. I'm excited to see what his his mindset is coming into this camp and where he is at physically. So I'll be reading Craig Morgan's articles yeah. as always. I won't tell him though. <laughs> Don't, just tell the, don't yeah. gas him up like that. Exactly. Um, the Watt said, what about an episode just debunking Yotes rumors and doing it in the most sarcastic way possible? We did that. It's called Mock Monday. So you can uh, scroll back on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast and check that out. But I'm sure we'll do it again sometime because it's fun and it's very therapeutic. Um, we will have an audio episode for you tomorrow. So be sure to like and subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll be back live again on Friday at 11 a.m. on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel for our one-year anniversary of our wow. first ever show, which is unbelievable to think about. We'd love to have everybody join us live. Chime in in the comments with your favorite moments from the last year. Um, we had a great conversation in the Discord about the best moments from the last year. So really appreciated that. Really excited about that show. So subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel so you never miss a show. And be sure to follow PHNX Sports across all social platforms as well. Um, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And you can follow each of us on Twitter at Hockey at Leah Merrill, at Sean underscore DePause and Craig on the ground, always doing the reporting at Craig S. Morgan. So be sure to follow him as well. And please follow at PHNX underscore Coyotes on Twitter so we can hit 4,000. Hopefully, by the time the season starts, that's a big ask. But please share with your friends. No matter what happens this season, we'll have five days a week of Coyotes content every single day as we've been doing for the last 365 days, which is wow. unbelievable. I can't believe wow. it. Can you believe that there's that much Coyote hockey to talk about? I can't. I really wow. can't. And it's um, almost time to do post games again. Oh, I know. No. 
It's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be. A lot of, we got, hey, we got we got four peaks to get. I'm not sure fun. I'm not sure fun's the word I'm gonna use for this. Pack season. therapy. Maybe. Pack therapy. It'll be good. It'll and be really good. Peaks. Yeah. So pack therapy we, with. We'll survive. Four peaks. Can we do shows from the more furniture chairs? Can we? Is that a thing? You know, we. I'm sure we can do whatever okay. we want, PD. I want to do. I want to do a post game from one of those. Chairs. Well, all the chairs are more furniture chairs because all of our studio. Well, I want from more. you know what the studio. I know which the, chairs you're talking yeah. about. I want to do a anyway, <laughs> thank Sorry. you all so much for tuning in. Join us live on Friday. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. Like I said, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, everyone. And we'll see you tomorrow.